If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. First, it's free and everyone loves free. Second, there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer, which makes it very convenient. Third, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Finally, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. Anchor is everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So take a moment to download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hi, everybody. This is Tanisha Nicole. Thank you so much for joining me on another episode of Beyond the Bookshelf. I'm so happy and so excited to be here. And this week I have a brand new guest and his name is Jason. Hi. Oh, Jason B. And he is the author of I've Got 99 Things to Quit and Giving Up is One. Hello, Jason, and welcome. Tanisha, thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. It's a pleasure to be in your presence today. You're so funny. <laughs> Thank you, Jason. So um, what I'm going to do is I like to just jump right in. Okay. And one of the things that I did want to talk to you about regarding this book is what caused you to write it? Can you give us a little bit of backstory, the backstory behind the book or the backstory behind the title? Yeah, sure. So um, I'll, I'll get into the backstory of why I wrote the book first. So the reason why I wrote the book is I was actually consulting. And in my consulting, oftentimes I see myself uh, giving people advice on what to do. Uh But I was in a one-on-one coaching session Mm -hmm. uh, with a young lady and I I thought to myself, there's nothing that I can tell her what to do that's Mm going to help her in this situation because with everything that I told her to do, she always had something that says basically, no, I can't do that because these are the reasons, basically giving me all the excuses in the world. So I had an epiphany right then and there, and I said, you know what? It's all about what you got to quit doing if you want to progress, if you want to win. Uh-huh. And then I went back and, you know, I'm from Brooklyn, New York and, you know, Jay-Z, I'm a, I'm a Jay-Z fan. Okay. And I said, how do I make this marketable? How do I make it catchy? Uh-huh. And part of that component is the 99 things, uh-huh. right? But in the Bible, uh, in Matthew, uh, it talks about a shepherd. Uh-huh. And the shepherd uh, loses, he has a hundred sheep and he loses one. Mm-hmm. And what happens is he sacrifices 99 of those sheep to go find that one mm-hmm. sheep, right? So the whole premise of the book is if you sacrifice, if you're willing to forgo, mm-hmm. if you're willing to quit mm-hmm. these 99 things that I, some of it I had to personally quit, right? and I've observed others quit, mm-hmm. then the the key to success is not giving up. That's gotcha. that one sheep that you got to chase. Mm-hmm. The persistence, the the not giving up is is the key to life. So the quitting is the process mm-hmm. and the giving up is the progress. So along the way we're going to have to quit certain thoughts, feelings, behaviors, right. sometimes people. Yeah. But we can never ever give up progress. We can have to continuously be moving forward. Gotcha. So in the book are there really 99 things? There are 99 things in the book. Okay. So 
out of the 99 things in the book, what is the biggest thing that you had to quit to get to where you are today? Quit being uh, impatient. Uh, I see. I, sh I struggle with impatience because I don't know why. I think I, I was like that as a kid, maybe. Yeah. Um, but I just always felt like everything should come now. Right. And if it wasn't working the way that I needed it to work when I needed it to work, then I'm like, okay, well, maybe it's just not meant to be. So I quit something, go on to something else, and then find myself in this same type of position over and over and over and over and over again. And I'm learning how to be more patient with myself, be more patient with my growth process, be more patient in sometimes things need to catch up to you or sometimes um, things have to be positioned in a way. Like I, I'm a big puzzle person. Mm -hmm. So sometimes the puzzle pieces don't fit right because they're not supposed to fit right right then and there right um and patience was one of the things that i struggled with the most mm -hmm. so i think that it's very interesting that um that was the biggest one yeah uh, that you had to quit or yeah. being impatient was the biggest one you had to quit yeah definitely because we live in a microwave society right so yeah. so people just want success right now yeah and then we have social media now so mm -hmm. another quit in the book is quit comparing yourself to other yeah. others and and their situations because the majority of the time they're highlight reels that right. we're looking at yeah. right so the patience goes hand in hand with the comparing or the comparisons that we we tend to to look at and at the end of the day, we have to understand that success doesn't happen overnight. Right. There's a process. You have to fall in love with the process. Um, and in due time, when it's your time, you just have to have that faith and that confidence that it's going to work out uh, if it is the will. It's right. It's going to work out. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So. so is this the only book that you've written or do you have another one? I do have another one. Okay. And the my first book is is Lead Cell Care as Easy as One Two Three. Uh-huh. Uh, short for LSC as Easy as One Two Three. And I got it from that Jackson Five A B C as easy as one, <laughs> two, three, right? Yeah. And and that is the foundation of my consulting practice uh -huh. where I focus on leadership, sales, and customer care. Gotcha. I call it the common denominator of a successful business mm -hmm. as well as a successful life. Mm -hmm. And that that title of the book is an oxymoron in every sense of the word mm -hmm. because uh, if leadership, sales, and customer care were as easy as one, two, three, it would be done uh, by every business, right. every person at a very high level. Yeah. Um, and I basically, I, I think that if you really focus your time, your resources, your energy on those things, mm -hmm. then you're going to have a successful business regardless. Really? Definitely. Hmm. Okay. Um, mm -hmm. And how long ago did you write the first book? 2014. So it, it was a five-year period. Between the between first book and the second book. Right. Okay. And the second book... So did you have any pieces of the second book during the five-year period, or did it just kind of all come to you at the same time when you were having this consulting-slash-coaching session with this young lady? Yeah, it, it I had thoughts of it, uh -huh. but then that was like the the light bulb just went off. Okay. And let me let me go back. So I published my first book in in 2014 uh -huh. but i started writing it probably in 2012 okay so the process was probably a year and a half to two year process mm -hmm. with each book okay so Ooh. i started writing 99 things to quit and giving up is one 
probably in late 2017. But I like to take my time when I'm writing my books. Like, mm-hmm. I'm I'm an independent author, so I like to to really pour my heart and my soul into my books and and take as much time as I want. And if I hear if I hit any writing blocks or anything, I'll just step away for a little bit mm-hmm. and then come back. Maybe go get some inspiration, something yeah. like that. Wow. Okay. So being an independent author, mm-hmm. right? So that means you've published your own books correct do you have your own imprint no 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 okay and where did you do you where did you publish yeah so i put i published both of my books via amazon okay so prior to last year amazon's uh independent publishing was called create space Uh and then now it's called kindle direct publishing okay so uh, my first book, Tell Cares Easy's One Two Three, uh, was published on CreateSpace, uh-huh. and then I've got Ninety Nine Things to Quit and Given Up is One was published on Kindle Direct Publishing. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, so with the Ninety Nine Things to Quit and Given Up is One, this is a practical guide on what to quit and how to start living your best life. Best life. Best life. Best life. Okay, so is the best life really a song, a saying? Or is it really the way people live? Because, and the reason why I ask this mm-hmm. is because I was having a conversation with somebody else, I don't remember who, and they were saying, well, you know, if you're saying you're living your best life, mm-hmm. then you're not really living your best life. Because if you're really living it, then you don't have to say it. I don't know how true that is, but I wanted to get your take on it. Yeah, my opinion is um, living your best life is is up to that person. Right. To determine if you're living your best life or not. Yeah. Like, for example, me, I feel like I'm living my best life because I'm happy. Uh huh. I'm ultimately happy. I don't have any worries. Um, I can c- control what I can control. Right. Um, I live within my means. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't compare myself to others. So. That wasn't always the case. Yeah. Right. But now I'm living my very best life. I'm mm-hmm. happy. My family's healthy. I'm healthy. Uh, I I do what I love doing. Mm-hmm. I'm here talking to Tanisha. Like I'm I'm good. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> um, one of the parts in the book that I really liked and uh-huh. I did not expect to like oh. was and it's only because it's only it's only because I don't like animals. Really? No, I'm afraid of animals. Okay. But there is a the very first part of the book. There is an owl, right? 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah. The owl, can you can you explain to them what the owl does uh-huh. and how you turn that into a lesson for yourself and your family? Can you can you talk can you talk to yeah. the first that first part? Yeah, definitely. I mean, not only a lesson for me and my family, it's just a lesson in, in life in life in general because that owl, so I was uh, you want me to tell a story? Yes, I'll I tell really a story. Do. So <laughs> I, I was <laughs> I was sitting in my office in my house and all of a sudden like boom. Uh-huh. And I'm like, what is that? Yeah. So I go into the kitchen and my son Josh is in. He's like, I don't know what it was. I said, Where'd it come from? Uh-huh. So he pointed to the back patio and we have like these big bay windows uh-huh. um in the living room area. So I turn on the light and there's an owl. An owl knocked out on my patio. Wow. Like, he's knocked out cold. You thought he was dead? Yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. Definitely. Because, and think about this. Like, I'm from New York. Uh-huh. Okay? 
there's no owls that I know of uh-huh. flying around New York City, right? right? So I'm like, the first thing I'm thinking is, how am I going to get this owl mm-hmm. off my patio? Mm-hmm. And it was a big owl. Go get the book. You'll see the picture. <laughs> <laughs> so so we're just looking there. And, and my other son is an animal lover. He mm-hmm. absolutely loves animals. So I start FaceTiming him and, and uh-huh. showing him. And like, wow, there's an owl there. But I see he, he's breathing. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, oh, thank God this owl is breathing. So we're waiting for this owl to move. He doesn't move. So I'm like, okay, Jason, you got to turn the patio off. The patio light. Mm-hmm. So I'm I, I'm staying recording, and the owl turns his head around. That would freak he, me he, out. Like he finally he finally <laughs> regains consciousness. He gets up on his feet. Like I'm amazed. Like uh-huh. this is crazy in my backyard, right? Right. And he gets up. He turns his head around 360, and I'm like, yo, we gotta ex. Like I need an exorcist or something like that. Like this owl <laughs> is going is crazy. But then I was like, okay, Jason, calm down. I turned the light off. We left. And then he flew back. But the the, the the gist of the story is this. Is that oftentimes we're flying. Right. And we're doing very well. Mm-hmm. We're flying. Oftentimes with no sense of direction. Mm-hmm. And what happens is life will knock us down. Right. We will we will fly right into a window that we didn't see, mm-hmm. right? A clear glass window that yeah. we didn't see, and life is gonna knock us down for some time, mm-hmm. for a period of time. We may lose consciousness, um, just just uh, figuratively for some time, but the owl did not give up. Right, he regained consciousness. He shook it off, mm-hmm. and he kept doing what he's, he he does best, was right. fly, mm-hmm. right? And that's the same approach that we have to have. And when I talk to you about patience mm-hmm. is we're going to have times where we're knocked down throughout our lives. Right. There's, there's going to be times where things don't happen when we want it to happen. Mm-hmm. And there's – I write about this in the book too. There may be a time where we don't even hit our – are man-made dreams yeah. that that our dreams that we think we want, mm-hmm. but we have to continue. We have to continue that progress. We can never give up. So that's the story about the the owl. And I researched it. It was a barred owl, and uh, it flew right smack into my window. And so when I read that in the book, my first thought was, "Oh my god!" Did you laugh? I did laugh. Yeah, but right. I got scared first because I'm like. <laughs> And that's because I don't like animals. So I put myself in that in that position. Right. I'm like, if this had happened to me, if this was my house, I don't know what I would have done. It's a, mm-hmm. and for you to see this owl turn its head completely around would freak me out. It was amazing. But in the book, I, I looked at how you tied that together, and I thought that was I thought it was really cool how you did that. So that's why I wanted you to share the story because I wanted people to have the same sense that I did uh, yeah. when I read it. And one, one other thing I want to ask you is I know that we talked about giving up being impatient, mm-hmm. but what is the one thing that you had to give up that you either enjoyed the most 
or yeah, I would say that you enjoyed the most because sometimes like if you know that this is what you need to give up, that can be it can be hard to give that up mm-hmm. because you could be so programmed or so wired or so whatever it is to keep that um, same habit, that same whatever, because you think it's serving you in some capacity. Mm-hmm. And, and it takes you sometimes it takes you a while to realize it's not. Mm-hmm. So sometimes you can give up things that are actually like, you know what? I'm glad that I gave that up. I'm happy. To, I'm happy to give this up. Did, did you have one of those things? I did. OK, which one? Yeah. Was it? Uh, you know, in complete transparency, I had to give up alcohol to, to some degree. Really? Yeah, definitely. So. So the frequency of uh-huh. alcohol. All right. Um, because. I think I'm a firm believer that, you know, you have to do things in moderation. Mm-hmm. And um, there were times when, I, 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 just to give you some, some background, I, I I think I wrote, yeah, I did write this in the book too. So there was a point of time where I was playing football mm-hmm. and I tore my hamstring and I got into this deep depression yeah. and I turned to substance abuse, mainly alcohol Mm -hmm. um as a way as a coping mechanism right so what i had to understand is that it was not a coping mechanism Mm -hmm. um my thoughts um it was is a it's a mind altering drug Mm -hmm. it is it is something that uh will make you uh, say things that you don't necessarily mean Mm -hmm. um and i had to uh quit that the the uh times that i was i was drinking and that, at the time, it's pleasurable, right? Mm-hmm. It gives you a little short-term pleasure, but for the long term, both from a health perspective, right, um, from a relationship perspective, mm-hmm. just had to quit that. Had wow. to quit that. So Sorry to get deep on you. No, it's okay. Mm-hmm. But was it was it really difficult for you to do it? It was difficult f- from reverting back. Yeah. During times where. I would I would f- seek comfort, mm-hmm. I would find comfort mm-hmm. in it. It was hard during those times. Gotcha. But if I was just socially, no, nah, it wasn't hard. Gotcha. Not at all. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you talk about being an athlete. Yes. And normally with athletes, you know, you always hear don't quit, don't give up, you know, that type of thing. So mm-hmm. how did you, and I guess you've explained this already, mm-hmm. but um, how did you take the perspective of an athlete and you know you fight to the end mm-hmm. you give it all you got on the field you leave it wh- whatever sport that you're playing or doing mm-hmm. you know it's it takes everything from you and the key thing is you don't give up That's you know right. and you just keep fighting and keep pounding or whatever you have a concussion you have a broke leg you have mm-hmm. a broke toe whatever right. so how do you how do you look at that from the perspective um, of an athlete because you are a former athlete. Yeah. Does that make sense? Of course it does. So so quitting while you're an athlete or while you're training, there are things that you're going to have to quit, right? Mm-hmm. So quit not getting enough sleep. You're going to have to get your sleep. Okay. Quit uh, eating fast food. Right. Be, uh, uh, quit not putting in the time, the necessary time that's going to get you the, your desired results. Right. Quit being late. Mm -hmm. Right. I can't tell you how many times where people with great talent, Mm -hmm. they couldn't show up to meetings on time. Right. And ultimately, they never got on the field because of that. Really? Without a doubt. Yeah. We had some serious I had some serious coaches. 
Wow. Didn't it didn't matter. Nobody yeah. was above the team. Gotcha. No matter how good of an athlete you were, if you couldn't be on time, and that's mm -hmm. why I'm a stickler for time mm -hmm. right now, and I try to uh, impart that on my children mm -hmm. and people that I lead, is being on time uh, shows that you care. Right. And you value other people's time and you value your own time. So, uh, you know, little things like that. Okay. You know? And the reason why I said that is because I'm a big stickler for time as well, but then I know some people that are not. Some mm -hmm. people are just like, well, you know, you get a 15-minute grace period at a doctor's office or you get a, you know, whatever. And I, I know that sometimes people are running late because of a, a series of other things. Right. But being on time, in my opinion, mm -hmm. says a lot about you, says a lot about what you value, you know, and stuff like that. So I, I definitely um, – agree with you on that one is there any other particular thing that you would like to talk about when when it comes to what people should quit because mm -hmm. i know we talked about what was you know the biggest one you had to do what was the one that you kind of enjoyed you know i can give i'm okay giving this up is there one that you would talk to the audience about um it's just an overarching one and i'm sure all yeah. of them are really overarching yeah. but yeah. is there one in particular in particular one or two in particular that you would like to highlight yeah i, I think quit thinking or, or quit listening to other people because what happens is people will impart their fears on you yeah all right and that that can translate into self-doubt mm -hmm. and self-doubt translate into stagnation mm-hmm and then that stagnation can lead to you not living your best life or feeling that you uh, don't have self-worth, et cetera. It could go down a whole rabbit trail there. Mm -hmm. um, but I really firmly believe that we have to quit listening to other people, uh, especially other people that uh, do not edify, that do not uh, speak positivity, that tear you down, that impart their fears and their uh, their doubt on you, mm -hmm. um, and you have to quit associating with those types of people um, because we truly can do whatever we want to do. I know yeah. it's cl cliche, and right. you know if your mind can conceive it you can, can achieve right. it and, and all that good stuff but it, it's true and you have to believe that mm -hmm. that if you're willing to put the work the effort um that anything is possible and quit thinking that things happen overnight right so that ties hand in hand with the with the patience thing. right you know i talk about having a sense of urgent patience and it's like jason urgent patient what's that mm -hmm. It's acting with a sense of urgency, mm -hmm. but understanding that it's going to take time. Mm -hmm. And you're falling in love with the process. Right. See, when you really truly love what you're doing or, or you're really passionate about something, you're mm -hmm. going to fall in love with the process. Mm -hmm. And the win comes in the process, right? A lot of people think it's the win that comes with the materialistic things that are associated with success that, right. that we as a society have said this is what success looks like. Uh-huh. But it's up to you to define success and yeah. what success and just like what I said before, it's up to us to define what living your best life is. Mm -hmm. I'm not defining my, living my best life to what a song says mm -hmm. or what, uh, 
you know, a celebrity on Instagram is posting. Right. That's not what I'm divining my, my best life. Mm hmm. So I think those are the things, the most important things, found foundational things that we have to quit um, for you to live your very best life. Okay. Well, Jason, before we wrap, and you've been such an incredible guest. Oh, no, thank seriously. you. I appreciate that. Uh, before we wrap, one thing I always like to ask authors and anybody that comes on the show is how can the audience and how can the people watching or listening, how can they support you? And do you have any projects that you're working on? Do you have any um, things that you're involved in that you would like to highlight on the show? Um, because I'm really big on uh, helping people get to either the next step or what they want to do or where they want to be or whatever. And if I can use my platform to do that, then I'm more than willing, you know, to share my space. Well, I surely do appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> well, you can go to 99thingstoquit.com. Follow me on Instagram. Twitter uh, at Jason B. Montanez, J-A-S-O-N-B Montanez. And uh, I'm going to be starting a Quitters Revolution podcast. Are right? you really? So I'm actually I'm actually joining the podcast game uh, April the 1st. Yay. Yeah, I'm going to join the podcast game uh, Quitters Revolution. So you can learn more about that at quittersrevolution.com. Really? Yeah. What made you get into the podcast space? Well, I, I just feel that it's another avenue for uh -huh. me to spread the message uh -huh. and to be consistent with the message. And I, I love the process. Like I, I eat what, what I'm, what I'm serving. Uh huh. Right. Right. So I enjoy the process. I understand that it's a very hard concept right. to grasp initially yeah. where this dude is telling people to quit. Like uh -huh. all my life, people have told me not to quit. Right. So who, who are you that's mm -hmm. telling me that you should quit? Like I should quit some right. things. Right. And I understand it's a total mind shift mm -hmm. and I'm in it. I'm in it for the long run. And I think that nowadays it's just a component. So that's why I love coming on shows and mm -hmm. i commend you for thank you for doing the podcast and and i and i really enjoyed my time here so thank, thank you thank you so much appreciate it well thank you jason you've been an incredible guest i'm not just saying that thank you honest. i appreciate it and for everybody else i thank you so much for watching thank you so much for tuning in and i will be back shortly with another guest and another book so thank you so much and have a good uh weekend because we're taping this on a friday bye everybody